0: That's a growler.
1: Hello, everybody. This is Thomas. I just wanted to break in for a moment to let you know that for the next two weeks, you may notice a decline in the audio quality. I do apologize, but I had a bad microphone and was unaware until it came time to edit. I hope that you'll stick through and enjoy the content and know that in two weeks, you'll have a noted improvement. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week of the Never Ending Minute where we analyze, scrutinize, and purpose realized the movie The Never Ending Story. I'm Thomas Howitt.
2: I'm Tierney Steele.
1: And I'll let you introduce our guest.
2: Hi there, guest. How's it going? <laughs> going pretty well. <laughs> Who are you, sir? I am Chris
0: Callahan, the husband of Tierney Steele. <laughs>
1: wait wait yes. who's the steel callahan person i don't know that person
2: uh <laughs> yeah so someone picked all their social media names before she got married so mm. whoopsie daisy <laughs> <laughs> I, I it's not my fault i'd always said if i became a famous published writer i would use tourney steel so it's like cool i'll do all my social media stuff you know like brand myself as Tierney steel and, and then podcast happened, and I met all these wonderful people through the Facebook groups, but Facebook called me Tierney Callahan, and so no one was finding me. So now <laughs> Facebook says both, and yeah, sorry. Hi! Well, well,
1: <laughs> welcome, Chris. We're, we're happy to have you here. You're something of a uh, movie music expert.
2: I do
0: enjoy some of the music in some of these movies, especially 80s films has some awesome. interesting mix. And I learned a bit more about uh, the the singer of the uh, lead track to this movie, which I thought was kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, Mr. Limal from Kajagugu. Yes,
0: that's, I never <laughs> realized it was Kajagugu. And I didn't realize, I thought he was some, Limal, I thought it was some Eastern European guy, but it's actually Christopher Hamill, I believe.
2: So, yeah.
1: He just mixed his name up. <laughs> what do they call them in the uh, Star Wars movies? Tuckerisms, I think.
2: Tuckerization or something. Yeah. <laughs> when you take a name and you just change it just enough.
1: Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, Tony why don't you tell us about the minute?
2: Cool. So today we're talking about Minute 25. Uh, welcome back. You may have remembered on Friday, Chiron said, If you are really the Atreya we sent for. And today, Minute 25 starts with him continuing the sentence, Would you be willing to go on a quest? I guess it's not a sentence. It's a question. Um, And the minute ends with Atreyu casting down his weapons. It's very dramatic.
1: Very, very dramatic. All right. So my first note, I hate to do this to you guys, but I have to take it to an adult place really quick. Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, boy. The lighting around Chiron's head as I like to call it, the vulva is shaped exactly to his head. If you look at it, even the the tip of his head is shaped perfectly to fit inside that light source from behind
2: need an adult i need an adult <laughs> <That's->
1: <laughs> delightful but that's what we're gonna call it
0: <laughs> yeah I, I remember i didn't remember a ton about this movie but i could definitely i remember that guy and i do remember he had a little sort of fin on the top of his head yes <laughs> kind of an, an interesting look
2: maybe he's related to klingons and, and you know there's somewhere in this universe all of fantasia is is all a fantasy? So somewhere around here, my buddy Wharf is running around drinking prune juice and being excited. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Reminds me kind of like the kind of the stacks back in the that show. Um, oh,
0: what was it called? Um, but Land of the Lost.
1: Yes, the stacks oh, yeah. had that little uh, thing on their head, didn't they?
0: Sounds familiar. It's been a while since I know there were. There's a few different versions of Land of the Lost. I remember one from the a Nickelodeon when I was younger.
1: Oh no, not that one! I'm
0: talking way back in the '80s. <laughs> Your classic. Oh yeah, oh, I don't remember.
2: Oh. Yeah, I think I remember the the live action. Was that the Nickelodeon one? I
0: think so. There was like one, and I think that was made in the '90s, and there was one from the '70s.
2: Which one would have been on when I was helping my friend who had a newspaper route uh, rubber band up the newspaper? <laughs> <laughs> That's my That's only specific. memory of watching Land of the Lost. But I like the theme song is very much. Like, I can picture when they're running. Are they running away from a volcano or something? Oh, yeah. I just looked it up. That's the exact
1: image. Okay. I I called it, yeah, the old 71. If you look up stacks, (laughs) S-L-E-E-S-T-A-C-K-S, you see plenty of images with their head just like that.
2: Thomas, you just made Chris's day when you said, look it up, and he immediately reached for his phone. Because (laughs) Chris is also a librarian, and my sister loves hanging out with She'd be like, I never have to wonder what the answer to any question is. Cause she, I can just say anything and within 30 seconds, one of you will have found it on your phone. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. So while you guys were talking, I was looking at up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep. So he's, he's looking now. Um, my first note for this minute was that Atreyu answers. Yes, of course. And thousands of little girls fall in love with him. Instantly. Yes.
1: <laughs> I do have a note about the yes. I think it's really interesting that not only does he answer yes, he answers yes, and then asks what the quest the quest is going to be. He doesn't care what the quest is going to be. He's going to do it without without question, and then he's going to find out. It, it doesn't require knowledge of what the quest is. He's just going to do it because it's what needs to be done, and then he finds out what what it entails.
2: It's because he's so brave. Yes, and wonderful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's kind of interesting. He did seem still a little. I noted a little bit of unsure. Yeah. Actually, when he when he said he'd do it, he still seemed a little bit of confidence, but a little hesitation.
2: Well, I, do, I think after when... Oh, so, fall in love with his bravery, but also his humility. When Chiron is describing the quest and he realizes, like, oh, the world will be destroyed if I fail, he gets this little look where he's like, Maybe this was a bad idea to just say yes without finding out what's going on first.
1: Yeah, I know we're going to do plenty of this in this movie, but his acting here is really good. Every moment of thoughtfulness that he has, every emotion that goes across his face is so easy to read for anybody. And of course it was for children, so it had to be, but he did a great job of portraying that.
2: He does, but not to He's doing a great job. I think Barrett Oliver's a little bit better.
1: Oh, Barrett Oliver's acting in some of the...
2: His face reactions in this movie are so good. He's just, he set a really high bar, is the way I would put it.
1: There's a moment later on in the week where I have to call out Barrett, or Bastion's acting.
2: Well, we watched the movie through for the first time in a while the other night, and I got kind of annoyed because, and it's not his fault, Bastion has less to do. As the movie goes on. Yes. Until the end. And I started getting kind of annoyed because he does a lot of these like reaction shots and just like repeating a name so that you're like kind of clued in to what's going to happen next or what we're going back to or something like that. And it's not that he's doing a bad job, but it's just like, it's the same thing like three times in a row. And I was like, this isn't as good. What's going on? And then you get him at the end and I'm like, oh, he just didn't have anything to do. Like it's, (laughs) there's only so much you can do when your line is two words, look up, look thoughtful, say two words, look back down at the book. So that's not fair to like put on him. But I I think he's a little bit better at it than Noah Hathaway, as good as Noah Hathaway is in this minute.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So we talked about him putting his weapons down at the end of this scene. Which, of course, he does. Now, my question is, well, I won't say it's a question. It's something of note that we're going to come across later on in the movie. Pay attention that he not only has to leave his weapons behind, but he's also supposed to go alone. It doesn't really talk here why. It doesn't say why he has to go alone, but it's something we're going to come across probably next week, I would imagine. We're both
2: making frowny faces. Yeah, keep that
1: in mind. (laughs)
0: That's right, that's right,
2: I mean, this minute is why you get someone like Moses Gunn to deliver Chiron's little speech of what this is going to be. Because it it feels very dramatic, even not being a kid anymore. Like, you you sense the drama. You feel how important this is and all that. But, yeah, it's a little... Yeah, he just gets that look where he's like, I might regret this, but I'm still going to do it.
1: Right. The hero's journey begins.
0: (laughs) Well, one of the things you know, when I, when we were watching it, and, I, and I hadn't seen it in years, I, the room, the whole like gathered room was a lot smaller than I remembered. <laughs> yes. I thought it was, you know, but it still, it still works. Um, I do, I didn't know it at the very, very beginning of this minute, um, if you look all the way to the right, there's a weird fish guy. Oh, uh, yes! <laughs> our, <laughs> our
2: friend the, the fish Talk man about.
1: is back, yes. yes. I
0: like that
2: guy. Fish man has a match too, right?
1: Yes, he's got there it once. There are two sti- fish, okay. Yeah, you just can't see him in the scene. But yeah, there are two there. And yeah, he definitely caught our notice on the minutes where it was more just about this room.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, in our defense, it's supposed to be, it's like the reception room at the top of this giant tower. Yeah. So I had mentioned an early one in the book the ivory tower is a whole complex. Like it's a whole thing. It's not just this one spot and then the Empress in it. Although um, I owe Scott Corelli a huge, uh, you were right, because we see later in the movie, it definitely is that a pedal lowers and that's where Chiron comes out. Oh yes. It's not the camera like I originally thought, <laughs> but that's all right. That's all right. We We haven't seen it yet. Not our fault. Honest mistake, but yep, he totally called it. Um, I was just really amused by the turn this minute took not to always bring it back to Star Wars, but this is the tree cave on Dagobah. Yeah. Right? Like, this is Yoda telling, like, your weapons, you will not need them. And Atreyu is braver than Luke Skywalker. Because he immediately is like, oh, I'm going to listen to the wise person giving me my quest and do what he says.
1: Yes. I like the way that on his face, once he gets past the questions he's got in his mind, he you can tell he has a complete lack of fear. He's, chal- he's almost challenging Chiron to give him something worthy of him.
2: Well, he's the warrior Atreus.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, sorry we don't have much music for you this minute, Oh, no, but it's mostly it's still, too dramatic.
0: It, I'm glad I can come in as good again. These, what I remembered from the movie, this is definitely one of those scenes. Just I remember mm-hmm. them all gathered. I remember Moses Gunn, and uh, yeah, it's definitely fun to see. I did not remember. I think midway through the minute, the um, seeing the, the gnome and the bat. <laughs>
2: uh, I had our no friend Night so <laughs> the Hobnob, uh,
1: oh, <laughs> Night also known <laughs> as <Yes>. Billy <laughs>
2: from a <business> yeah. Focus. <laughs> um yeah i kind of love him he's fantastic um he's the first thing i remember i'm almost certain like the more times i watch this the more times i go through it the more i think that scene where the night puts his hand through the window and peeks in i think is where i first started watching this movie the first time i ever saw it i i know when i read like air quotes, rediscovered it later when I hadn't watched in a while. And then was like, oh, I remember this movie and then got super into it again. I remember the first time I saw like the campsite with Teenie Weenie and the Night Hub and Rockbite, I was just like, wait, what is this? I don't remember this at all. <laughs> and I know at, at least at some point, like that's where I came in. Cause it's so like burned onto my memory of like, this is where it starts.
1: Right. So I just realized something in, in scrubbing through the minutes. Yeah, you know the look that I was talking about, where he's almost begging to be or to be challenged in a good way.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He's staring.
2: Oh, <laughs> the stare is
1: returned, mm-hmm. and this is all the part of Bastion and him mi- mimicking each other, mirroring each other. The stare is back. T- Bastion does the same thing. He challenges people with stares, and now uh, Atreus is doing the same thing.
2: I didn't even pick up on that. I didn't realize the mirroring started this early. But you're right. This is our what third staring contest of the movie. We're 25 <laughs> minutes in, at least,
1: and he tries like really hard to maintain eye contact, even when he's taking his weapons off.
2: That's true. It is an awkward like move, but I don't know. <laughs> he's so brave. Jeez. Sorry, Mark Hamill. <laughs> Braver than <laughs> you. <laughs> uh,
0: well, one of the stray observations I mentioned too. I, looking at this the crowd scene, I do vaguely remember the giant heads oh the people there the
2: rock heads
0: well the ones that were standing around yeah i think they were all sort of made out of rock yeah yeah so some faces there yeah
1: last week we got to dig into all these and it was great like just getting to freeze frame and see all the different work that they did on these characters to make it look that diverse was pretty awesome
0: very well done yeah
2: I don't mind the giant heads because there's only one face on each of them. (laughs) Um, I didn't do as well with the multi-faced people. And if you look
1: at uh, like second four, you can see multi-faced woman over there on the right-hand side. I'll take your word for it. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Let's see. I think that's actually all the notes I had for it. It's funny. This is such a dramatic minute, but I didn't really have that many notes for it. I was kind of along the same line. Like, it's all in the facial reactions and getting the quest.
1: Well, let's fill in this minute a little bit with um, talk from our wonderful guest. Tell <laughs> us a little bit about your never-ending story, story, Chris.
0: Oh. Well, I was just talking. It's funny. I was talking to my mom earlier today, and we were trying to remember the first time I had seen the movie. Because, uh, like Tyranny, it came out the year I was born, so I did not see it in theaters. But I'm guessing I must have seen it probably on VHS tapes, probably late 80s, early 90s. And while I was trying to think back about the movie, um, I do remember, there are a few elements I remember. I think Moses Gunn definitely stands out as someone, <laughs> an image I remembered, a, um, a sad scene coming up, which everyone remembers mm. um, was still there. And um, But what's really funny is when I first started thinking about the movie, I actually had some more memories of the sequel, which I think I saw that at the theaters, and that seemed to jump out more in terms of the elements um, than this one, which was kind of odd. But, um, yeah, definitely, I think I enjoyed it as a kid, and there are definitely some key scenes. um, I I think, definitely towards the end, I thought it was probably a little intense, That I have some, (laughs) I was very nervous as a kid, so there are definitely some moments I think are a little too much for me at the time. But... Yeah, we'll hit um,
1: some of those this week for me.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely a fun, it was a fun one to revisit. Again, I can't remember the last time I saw it, so it was fun to see. Um, definitely the stuff that, it's like, oh yeah, that guy and stuff. That I had never, no memories of at all. Um, yeah. and I was excited to read the uh, Teenie Weenie was played by um, Deep Roy. Yes. Which I had no memory of him in the movie itself, but then I was like, oh yeah, that guy. And then I was reading about, oh yeah, it Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Um, Willie Wonk, all that stuff. So, yeah.
1: so you just rewatched it recently, correct?
0: Correct. Yes.
1: Did it hold up for you?
0: You know, it did. It was fun to. No uh, pressure yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hey, <laughs> I want awesome. all opinions. If it didn't, I'd like to hear it.
0: I <laughs> mean, it was fun to think about. You know how they were able to assemble. You know, all the different scenes, the whole journey. But it sounds like it was filmed. You know, mostly in Germany, from what I read. Correct. Um, they did a good job, I guess they did some Vancouver work for some of the like the street scenes, mm-hmm. but mostly Germany, but it really does show i mean will, and especially with all the practical effects that's I think mm-hmm. what makes it hold up well if they try to do some other sort of weirder stuff that they didn't really um stick around but uh, but yeah, and i was I was really impressed by you know it was just, it was a good, also not too long of a movie, which I think also keeps it keeps it going, it doesn't stretch out too much right um but yeah, no I, I definitely enjoyed it. it was fun to, fun to revisit that
1: sweet all right well i don't have anything else for this week do you Tierney?
2: um i have lots more for this week but or not for this minute <laughs> yes <laughs> i don't have um, anything else
1: for this minute do you Tierney?
2: i don't but you should definitely leave that in because that's horrible. um <laughs> so if people want to hear what else we have for this week they should come back tomorrow and if they just can't wait that long where is the best place to get in touch with us
1: If you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the WikiLives. If you're looking for stuff on the podcast, please go to Facebook and check out the Never Ending Minute page, or you can join the Never Ending Minute Listener Society. We'd love to hear you or have conversations with you about our minutes and about other stuff that you want to talk about that includes Fantasia or even stuff that doesn't. We have a pretty open policy there. Um, if you're on Twitter, you can check out at Nev and Min. that's N E V E N D M I N, and we can have conversations there as well. If you're looking for back episodes or you want some other podge- podcasts to check out, you can go to growlermedia.com never any minute or just growlermedia.com if you want to see what else is there. Where can they find you, Janie?
2: Oh, well, I'm on social media at One Steel Sister. And I also wanted to recommend the website moviesbyminutes.com, where you can find lots of other podcasts that are the same format for different movies. So if you found us through your love of the never-ending story and think this is a cool idea to analyze a movie minute by minute, you are in luck because there are many, many, many others. (laughs) Um, Star Wars came up today. Star Wars minutes started us off. Thank you, Pete and Alex, for inventing this. This is great, but I think this is a good way to ease into the week. We're off on our quest now, or we will be off soon. We've gotten the quest now.
1: <laughs> Where can they find you at, Chris?
0: Well, they can find me on Twitter, Instagram, at PCChrisC. Um, my Twitter is a lot of retweets of funny things and pictures from old Lego catalogs. So, <laughs> awesome. Not A ton going on. but I'm a big <laughs> oh, Lego <too>. fan. <laughs> And then um on Facebook you actually find me. Um I'm it's on hiatus right now, but I'm still doing a radio show. Um it's online now through uh Simmons College and all the information for that, it's called Notes from the Underground. It's at facebook.com forward slash groups, forward slash notes F T U. And I actually do it with one of uh Tierney's other co-hosts on another movies by minute podcast, Mike Carlucci. And we just play lots of random music from of all sorts. Um for example, our last episode, I believe we played some, uh, we've done a little bit of Genesis, and then we finished it off with some different versions of the uh, Disney's Gummy Bears uh, theme songs from the 80s. So, it
2: just kept going. Yeah,
0: Genesis, everything, <laughs> it's great. It's so, you were speaking
1: by. my language here. <laughs>
0: Excellent, so definitely check out that website. You'll That's where we post when we do our next episodes. It's usually Monday nights um, throughout uh, the fall and the spring, but all the details are on the site.
1: Awesome. Well, I can't wait to hear More about that and hear more about this movie tomorrow.
0: But that's That's another another story, story. and it shall be told another time. (laughs) 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 Wow,
1: something is really different on the grower. I'm keeping your bones.